Homeland, Chapter 26, Angler of the Underdark. Drizzt wandered alone through the maze of Menzibaranzan, drifting past the stalagmite mounds under the leering points of the great stone spears that hung from the cavern's high ceiling. Matron Malice had specifically ordered all the family to remain within the house, fearing an assassination attempt by House Annette. Too much had happened to Drizzt that day for him to obey. He had to think, and contemplating such blasphemous thoughts, even silently, in a house full of nervous clerics, might get him into serious trouble. This was the quiet time in the city. The heat light of Narbondal was only a sliver at the stone's base, and most of the drow slept comfortably in their stone houses. Soon, after he slipped through the adamantine gates of House to Arden's compound, Drizzt began to understand the wisdom of Matron Malice's command. The city's quiet now seemed to him like a crouched hush of a predator. It was poised to drop upon him from behind every one of the many blind corners he faced on his trek. He would find no solace here in which he might truly contemplate the day's events, the revelations of Zach Nefane, kindred in more than blood. Driz decided to break all the rules. That was the way of the drow after all, and head out of the city, down the tunnels he knew so well from his ten days of patrol. An hour later, he was still walking, lost in thought and feeling safe enough, for he was well within the boundaries of the patrol region. He entered a high corridor, ten paces wide and with broken walls lined in loose rubble and crossed by many ledges. It seemed as though the passage once had been much wider. The ceiling was far beyond sight, but Drist had been through here a dozen times, up on the many ledges, and he gave the place no thought. He envisioned the future, the times that he and Zach Nefane, his father, would share now with no secret separating them. Together they would be unbeatable, a team of weapons masters, bonded by steel and emotions. Did Halsonet truly understand what it would be facing? The smile on Driz's face disappeared as soon as he considered the implications. He and Zach, together, cutting through Halsonet's ranks with deadly ease, through the ranks of drow elves, killing their own people. Driz leaned against the wall for support, understanding firsthand the frustration that had racked his father for many centuries. Driz did not want to be like Zach Nefane, living only to kill, existing in a protective sphere of violence. But what choices lay before him? Leave the city? Zack had balked when Drizzt asked him why he'd not left. Where would I go? Drizzt whispered now, echoing Zack's words. His father had proclaimed them trapped, and so it seemed to Drizzt. Where would I go? He asked again. Travel the Underdark, where our people are so despised and a single drow would become a target for everything he passed? Or to the surface, perhaps, and let that ball of fire in the sky burn out my eyes so that I may not witness my own death when the elven folk descend upon me? The logic of the reasoning trapped Drizzt as it had trapped Zack. Where could a drow elf go? Nowhere in all the realms would an elf of dark skin be accepted. Was the choice then to kill? To kill Drow? Driz rolled over against the wall, his physical movement an unconscious act, for his mind whirled down the maze of his future. It took him a moment to realize that his back was against something other than stone. He tried to leap away, alert again now that his surroundings were not as they should be. When he pushed out, his feet came up from the ground and he landed back in his original position. 
Frantically, before he took the time to consider his predicament, Driz reached behind his neck with both of his hands. They, too, stuck fast to the translucent cord that held him. Driz knew his folly then, and all the tugging in the world would not free his hands from the line of the angler of the Underdark, a cave fisher. Fool! he scolded himself, as he felt himself lifted from the ground. He should have suspected this, should have been more careful alone in the caverns. But to reach out bare-handed, he looked down at the hilts of his scimitars, useless in their sheaths. The cave fisher reeled him in, pulled him up the wall toward its waiting maw. Massage Hunet smiled smugly to himself as he watched Driz depart the city. Time was running short for him, and Matron Sinefe would not be pleased if he failed again in his mission to destroy the second boy of House Duarden. Now Massage's patience had apparently paid off, for Drizzt had come out alone, had left the city. There were no witnesses. Ah, it was too easy. Eagerly the wizard pulled the Ankh's figurine from his pouch and dropped it to the ground. Quenhiver, he called out as loudly as he dared, glanced around at the nearest stalagmite house for signs of activity. The dark smoke appeared and transformed a moment later into Massage's magical panther. Massage rubbed his hands together, thinking himself marvelous for having concocted such a devious and ironic end to the heroics of Drizduarden. I have a job for you, he told the cat, one that you will not enjoy. Gwenhyver slumped casually and yawned as though the wizard's words were hardly a revelation. Your point companion has gone out on patrol, Massage explained as he pointed down the tunnel. "'By himself. It's too dangerous.' Gwenhyver stood back up, suddenly very interested. "'Drift should not be out there alone,' Massage continued. "'He could get killed.' The evil inflections of his voice told the panther his intent before he ever spoke the words. "'Go to him, my pet,' Massage purred. "'Find him out there in the gloom and kill him.' He studied Gwenhyver's reaction, measured the horror he had laid upon the cat. Gwenhyver stood rigid, as unmoving as the statue used to summon it. Go! Massage ordered. You cannot resist your master's commands. I am your master, unthinking beast. You seem to forget that fact too often. Gwenhyver resisted for a long moment, a heroic act in itself. But the magic's urges, the incessant pull of the master's command, outweighed any instinctive feelings the great panther might have had. Reluctantly, at first, then pulled by the primordial desires of the hunt, Gwenhyver sped off between the enchanted statues guarding the tunnel and easily found Drizzt's scent. Alton Devere slumped back behind the largest of the stalagmite mounds, disappointed at Massage's tactics. Massage would let the cat do his work for him. Alton would not even witness Drizduarden's death. Alton fingered the powerful wand that Matron Sinefe had given to him when he set out after Massage that night. It seemed the item would play no role in Driz's demise. Alton took comfort in the item, knowing that he would have ample opportunity to put it to proper use against the remainder of House Duarden. Drizzt fought the first half of his ascent, kicking and spinning, ducking his shoulders under any outcropping he passed in a futile effort to hold back the pull of the cave fissure. 
He knew from the outset, though, against those warrior instincts that refused to surrender, that he had no chance to halt the incessant pull. Halfway up, one shoulder bloodied and the other bruised, and with the floor nearly thirty feet below him, Drizzt resigned himself to his fate. If he would find a chance against the crab-like monster that waited at the top of the line, it would be in the last instant of the ascent. For now, he could only watch and wait. Perhaps death was not so bad an alternative to the life he would find among the drow, trapped within the evil framework of the dark society. Even Zachnafane, so strong and powerful and wise with age, had never been able to come to terms with his existence in Menzaboranzan. What chance did Drizzt have? When Drizzt had passed through his small bout with self-pity, when the angle of his ascent changed, showing him the lip of that final ledge, the fighting spirit within him took over once again. The cavefisher might have him, he decided then, but he'd put a boot or two into the thing's eyes before it got its meal. He could hear the clacking of the anxious monster's eight crab-like legs. Drizzt had seen a cavefisher before, though it had scrambled away before he and his patrol could catch up to it. He had imagined it then, and could imagine it now in battle, two of its legs ending in wicked claws, pincers had snapped up its prey to fit into its maw. Drizzt turned himself face in to the cliff, wanting to view the thing as soon as his head crested the ledge. The anxious clacking grew louder, resounding alongside the thumping of Drizzt's heart. He reached the ledge. Drizzt peeked over, only a foot or two from the monster's long proboscis, with the maw just inches behind. Pincers reached out to grab him before he could get a footing. He would have no chance to kick out at the thing. He closed his eyes, hoping again that death would be preferable to life in Menzaboranzan. A familiar growl then brought him back to his thoughts. Slipping through the maze of ledges, Gwenhyver came in sight of the cavefisher and Drizzt just before Drizzt had reached the final ledge. This was a moment of salvation or death for the cat as surely as for Drizzt. Gwenhyver had traveled here under Massage's direct command, giving no consideration to its duty and acting only on its own instincts in accord with the compelling magic. Gwenhyver could not go against that edict, that premise for the cat's very existence. Until now. The scene before the panther, with Drizzt only seconds from death, brought to Gwenhyver a strength unknown to the cat and unforeseen to the creator of the magical figurine. That instant of terror gave a life to Gwenhaver beyond the scope of the magic. By the time Drizzt had opened his eyes, the battle was in full fury. Gwenhaver leapt atop the cave fisher, but nearly went right over, for the monster's six remaining legs were rooted to the stone by the same goo that held Drizzt fast to the long filament. Undaunted, the cat raked and bit, a ball of frenzy trying to find a break in the fisher's armored shell. The monster retaliated with his pincers, flipping them over its back with surprising agility and finding one of Gwenhyver's forelegs. Drizzt was no longer being pulled in. The monster had other business to attend to. Pincers cut through Gwenhyver's soft flesh. But the cat's blood was not the only dark fluid staining the cavefisher's back. Powerful feline claws tore up a section of the shell's armor, and the great teeth plunged beneath it. As the cavefisher's blood splattered to the stone, its legs began to slip. Watching the goo under the crab-like legs dissolve as the blood of the monster struck it, Driz understood what would happen as a line of the same blood made its way down the filament toward him. He would have to strike fast if the opportunity came. He would have to be ready to help Gwenhyver. The fisher stumbled to the side, rolling Gwenhyver away and spinning Driz over in a complete bumping circuit. 
Still, the blood oozed down the line, and Drizzt felt the filaments hold loosen from his top hand as the liquid came in contact. Gwenhaver was up again, facing the fissure, looking for an attack route through the waiting pincers. Drizzt's hand was free. He snapped up a scimitar and dived straight ahead, sinking the tip into the fissure's side. The monster reeled about, the jolt and the continuing blood flow shaking Drizzt from the filament altogether. The drow was agile enough to find a handhold before he'd fallen far, though the drawn scimitar tumbled down to the floor. Drizzt's diversion opened the fisher's defenses for just a moment, and Gwenhyver did not hesitate. The cat barreled into its foe, teeth finding the same fleshy hold they'd already ripped. They went deeper, under the skin, crushing organs as Gwenhyver's raking claws kept the pincers at bay. By the time Drizzt climbed back to the level of the battle, the cave fisher shuddered in the throes of death. Drizzt pulled himself up and rushed to his friend's side. Gwenhyver retreated step for step, its ears flattened and teeth bared. At first, Drizzt thought that the pain of a wound blinded the cat, but a quick survey dispelled that theory. Gwenhyver had only one injury, and that was not serious. Drizzt had seen the cat with much worse. Gwenhyver continued to retreat, continued to growl as the incessant pounding of Massage's command, back again after the instant of terror, hammered at its heart. The cat fought the urges, tried to see Drizzt as an ally, not as prey, but the urges. "'What is wrong, my friend?' Drizzt asked softly, resisting the urge to draw his remaining blade in defense. He dropped to one knee. "'Do you not recognize me? How often we fought together?' Gwenhyver crouched low, and tamped down its hind legs, preparing. Drizzt knew to spring. Still, Drizzt did not draw his weapon." did nothing to threaten the cat. He had to trust that Gwenhaver was true to his perceptions, that the panther was everything he believed it to be. What now could be guiding these unfamiliar reactions? What had brought Gwenhaver out here at this late hour? Drizzt found his answers when he remembered Matron Malice's warnings about leaving House Duarden. Massage sent you to kill me, he said bluntly. His tone confused the cat, and it relaxed a bit, not yet ready to spring. You saved me, Gwenhyver. You resisted the command. Gwenhyver's growl sounded in protest. You could have let the cave fisher do the deed for you, Drizzt retorted, but you did not. You charged in and saved my life. Fight the urges, Gwenhyver. Remember me as your friend, a better companion than Massage Hunette could ever be. Gwenhyver backed away another step, caught in a pull that it could not yet resolve. Driz watched the cat's ears come up from its head and knew that he was winning the contest. Massage claims ownership, he went on, confident that the cat, through some intelligence Driz could not know, understood the meaning of his words. I claim friendship. I am your friend, Gwenhaver, and I'll not fight against you. He leapt forward, arms unthreateningly wide, face and chest fully exposed, even at the cost of my own life. Gwenhyver did not strike. Emotions pulled at the cat stronger than any magical spell, those same emotions that had put Gwenhyver into action when it first saw Drizzt in the cave fisher's clutches. Gwenhyver reared up and leaped out, crashing into Drizzt and knocking him to his back, then burying him in a rush of playful slaps and mock bites. The two friends had won again. They had defeated two foes this day. When Drizzt paused from the greeting to consider all that had transpired, though, he realized that one of the victories was not yet complete. 
Gwenhyver was his in spirit now, but still held by another, one who did not deserve the cat, who enslaved the cat in a life that Driz could no longer witness. None of the confusion that had followed Driz to Arden out of Menzoberranz in that night remained. For the first time in his life, he saw the road he must follow, the path to his own freedom. He remembered Zach Nefane's warnings and the same impossible alternatives that he had contemplated with no resolution. Where, indeed, could a drow elf go? Worse to be trapped within a lie, he whispered absently. The panther cocked its head to the side, sensing again that Driz's words carried great importance. Driz returned the curious stare with one that came suddenly grim. "'Take me to your master,' he demanded. "'Your false master.'